what do we see with chronic disease today? It's diet and lifestyle. And so what is most of the chronic health issues we see, fat syndrome, amongst one of them is lifestyle and diet. If you're eating crappy, you're exposed to crappy things, you're going to have these health issues and it's just going to be a continued domino effect for issues on down the road for yourself, for sure. So one of those things we always do with clients is we work on kind of three key things with them. We work on food as medicine, movement as medicine, and then mentoring as medicine for them Mm -hmm. itself. Welcome to Nutrition Without Compromise, a podcast brought to you by Orlo Nutrition. We believe that nutrition shouldn't be an either or, that you should never have to sacrifice your morals for your health or that of our home planet. Join natural products veteran Karina Belizzi and experts from around the globe as they discuss healthy solutions that are better for you and better for the planet. Welcome to another interview episode. I'm your host, Karina Blizzy. Today, we're going to dive into the topic of fat syndrome in men, and that's fat spelled with a PH for polyhormonal adrenal testosterone syndrome. To unpack this issue, I'm thrilled to be joined today with Dr. Jerry Bailey. He is a certified nutritionist, acupuncturist, chiropractor, and functional medicine physician at Lakeside Holistic Health with over two decades in his field. He's also a prominent expert on men's medicine and leads the world in the emerging science of polyhormonal adrenal testosterone syndrome, that fat syndrome that we just talked about. He has seen tens of thousands of patients, his clinical experience and acute awareness of current research as a former faculty member at the University of Western States in the graduate studies department with a master of science of human nutrition and functional medicine really affords him a unique ability to apply research to clinical practice so that he's truly evidence-informed and a fully practicing physician. He, along with his physician wife, has been the top functional natural medicine practice in the Inland Northwest for many years. Their clinic is at the forefront of cutting-edge evidence-informed practice, along with development of new protocols to aid in reversing most of the chronic illness and hormone imbalances seen today. A renaissance man of sorts, a dad of two amazing sons, a triathlete, a drummer, all of this work. He has been featured in Bloom, Parade, HGTV, Very Well Health, Spy, Medium, NBC News, Cardio MD, Entrepreneur, and Birdie. Wow, that's a mouthful. (laughs) A lot of stuff there. (laughs) A lot of stuff. Yeah. Dr. Terry Bailey, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. Glad to be here and and excited to talk about fat syndrome and men's health. Well, you can talk about that fat and I'll talk about my favorite fats. It'll be a beautiful synergy, I think. Perfect, perfect, (laughs) perfect, perfect. So I have to know what inspired you to drive forward and become a champion for men's health issues in particular, even hosting a podcast that you called The Guys Show a while back? Yeah, yeah. Well, being a guy, it's kind of easy to be excited about men's health and in myself too. And that's what really drives it is often we have our own health issues that come up that that guide us along our path of healing and regeneration there. And that's what really drove me into the men's health realm of really focusing on issues that I had, which was I had fat syndrome myself. Uh, mm-hmm. And so it was like new doctors and talked to many, many doctors who, who were specialists in different aspects of what is fat syndrome and never got the full picture and was like, oh, you need to work on this. You need to work. It was kind of like medicine. Like you need to focus on the cardiology aspect. You need to focus on the digestive aspect. You need to focus on the insulin aspect. You need to focus on the stress response instead of like, no, this is one big thing that I was seeing every single day in my men and in myself too. And your men. I like that mm-hmm. <laughs> because they're more than just patients to you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They're Often they end up being kind of that patient friend, so to say, is even though that's a bad thing in medicine to say your clients, your patients are your friends, but we have great conversations and we're open and talking and covering lots of stuff in their life. And that's a rarity for men because we know men tend to not go to the doctor till it's too late. And then it issues that come up with that. So I'm an open book with my clients. I talk about my life with them and my wife and I both do tons of posting on the social medias about our health and things that we do. And so clients are really excited about that to actually have a doctor who says, Hey, I got a problem and I'm trying to fix it too. You know, instead of like, we're perfect and we have nothing wrong with us. You know, it's like, no, we all got issues and we're working on them too. Perfectly imperfect in that way. Right. You're admitting humanity. (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> right, right. Yeah. Well, we were introduced by Dr. Sean Tassone, who to me kind of seems like the flip side of your approach because he's so focused on women's health. But at yeah. the same time, he's really real, comes forward and just talks about the real issues that women's face, isn't afraid to stand up and say that he thinks certain medical practices are frankly dumb and guides his patients in a way that can ultimately help them champion their own health. And from everything I've looked at in review of your work, I see echoes of that. I feel like you guys are birds of a feather. So really thrilled yeah. to be having this conversation. And I would love to just know a little bit more about how this whole fat, the polyhormonal testosterone syndrome, if I can say that 10 times fast, I deserve an Academy <laughs> Award, but just what it yeah. really means for men's health, like how you would identify first that you even had this issue and then what you could do about it to really help get you back on track. I know you have your personal experience to draw from, but I'd love to see more generally what you're seeing in your patients too. Yeah, the polyhormonal adrenal testosterone syndrome there, fat, P-H-A-T, or if we're old enough to remember way back when that was also called pretty hot and tempting, so I like to call that, <laughs> as, you know, where the, <laughs> we have that pretty hot and tempting disorder going on there. But no, I see this a ton in men, and there's about eight different key elements to it, and you can have six of them and, and still have the issue going on. You don't have to have all eight there for you. We'll see insulin resistance in the guys. We'll see increased body fat. We'll see cardiovascular dysfunction. We'll see decreased muscle mass. We'll see the maladaptive stress response or what often we hear is the adrenal fatigue or adrenal insufficiency, which mm. exists, but it's just not really in the research literature yet, but the maladaptive stress response is. We see the hormone imbalance in men, the testosterone and estrogen. We often see that conversion because of the increased body fat. We see that conversion from testosterone to estrogen. So we see elevated estrogen levels in them. We'll see the neurological dysfunction that comes from that. So the brain fog, the, fatigue, the brain fatigue, the memory issues that occur there. And then we see what I call pan membrane permeability issues. It's often it'll start with leaky gut, that permeability there, and it'll spread. And so if you got leaky gut, you're going to have leaky brain. You're going to have in men leaky testes also. So we'll see decreased testosterone and autoimmunity against the, against the testes and testosterone production. In women, you'll see the same thing against the ovaries also. Also in men, we'll see leaky prostate, hence that PSA start to creep up in men's, in men's health because of that membrane permeability there. So those eight key things are really the cornerstone of what I see in men with fat syndrome. Hmm. Well, that was a laundry list. I know you have right. this detailed also on your website, drjerrybailey.com. So mm -hmm. I would send people there to do a little bit more digging if they're really into the subject. I also just want to comment that it sounds a bit like these symptoms could be related to a lot of stressors they might be seeing, but also environmental contamination, just eating bad food. I mean, I'm just coming to these assumptions by thinking about the sorts of things I've read over the years as well. So it sounds like a conglomeration of many health issues that are ultimately rooted in this response where our testosterone starts converting more to mm -hmm. estrogen. Is that really what I'm hearing here? And that that could also exist in women? Oh, for sure. For sure. You'll see, I mean, what do we see with chronic disease today? It's diet and lifestyle. And so what is most of the chronic health issues we see, fat syndrome, Amongst one of them is lifestyle and diet. If you're eating crappy, you're exposed to crappy things, you're going to have these health issues and it's just going to be a continued domino effect for issues on down the road for yourself, for sure. So one of those things we always do with clients is we work on kind of three key things with them. We work on food as medicine, movement as medicine, and then mentoring as medicine for them mm -hmm. itself. And within that mentoring, it's a little acronym I use to talk with them. We have mentoring and coaching. We look at their endocrine system, their hormone system. We look at their neuromusculoskeletal, so the brain, the muscles, the joints as a chiropractor, their bones too. We look at testing itself, and we'll talk a little bit about that here soon, about what testing to run to look for this disorder amongst other things. We look at the outside environment, the exposures to what our outside world is, foods within there, chemicals in the environment, toxicity within the environment that we're exposed to, molds within the environment that we're exposed to. We look at their resilience, Okay. And then we look at infections, we look at nutrient deficiencies, and then overall we look at their genetics so we can see long-term how we can pre prevent things from occurring there long-term. 
Wow. Well, before we dig too deeply into this, I should mention for anyone listening to this podcast that this is offered for educational, informational, and possibly even entertainment purposes only. We're not here to treat, diagnose, or cure. And if you are experiencing the health complaints or issues or any related that we discussed today, you really should seek out medical care from a qualified health professional like Dr. Bailey or any number of functional medical practitioners in your local area. Ultimately, they are often better suited to help you manage your health from the ground up than somebody who is myopically focused on one breed of medicine. So that's yeah. at least my personal perspective. <laughs> exactly. exactly. And I like to call it edutainment. We're educating them, but also entertaining them to end that same process. Yeah. So, I mean, you're talking about all this battery of tests and mm -hmm. also all of the things you look at. And I think many people listening might be saying, hmm. That sounds expensive. <laughs> so a lot of things that we are taught over the years is that, oh, well, you know, you go to your general practitioner, your insurance covers X, Y, Z, and you get the basic needs covered, but then you don't feel necessarily heard. Your health challenges continue to mount. You might be prescribed yet another pill to take every day that may or may not actually improve the symptom or might treat the symptom, but not get at the root cause of what you're actually tackling. So, so mm -hmm. for that individual listening who might be yeah. a little bit overwhelmed by hearing the laundry sure. list and might be a little worried about what something like that might run insofar as a ticket in their pocketbook, what would you yeah. say to them? Health is an investment, truly. And if you don't invest in your health, you're going to be forced to pay for it later on. Often the key labs that we run are really inexpensive overall. Looking at blood work, if you don't have insurance coverage, often practitioners, myself included, we can find significant reduced lab work for you and cover a majority of the testing we need to look at for the blood work itself. For the more functional-based testing that, that we run, for example, I love the Dutch test, so we can really see how your hormone cascade is working, how you're detoxifying, how you're metabolizing hormones in the system. What does your stress response look like within there? That one runs at this point in time, I think it's around $300 for that one for cost. What we do in our clinic, not all clinics do this, is any of our functional medicine testing, we don't raise the prices on. You pay the exact same price I do for the lab itself. I want labs. I need labs to be able to see what's going on, know how your system's actually functioning or not functioning to be able to correct the issue. So we don't upcharge on any of our lab costs whatsoever. So a Dutch test there, looking at like an organic acids test. We like the one in particular is the one through Genova. We like that one. That's another about $300 there itself. Those two tests plus some blood work. So roughly around $1,000 overall is we can get three to four great tests in there that really tell us how your body's moving, functioning, detoxifying, cleaning itself out, and actually how your mitochondria are functioning in your system itself too. Wow. Well, I know that's a lot of vital information. How frequently do you offer these sorts of tests or do you recommend them? When we see a new client come in, you know, we sit down with them and, and spend an hour with them going through what's going on with them. We develop a plan from there and offer what testing we suggest they run. If finances are an issue, we try to go, okay, what's the widest net we can cast for the most efficient amount of money through there? So often if they've had blood work, great. We may just have to then run just some additional blood work that isn't too pricey at all, just to get a little more thorough. As we know, like looking at thyroid function, often mm -hmm. docs just run a typical thyroid stimulating hormone, your TSH, and maybe a T4. And that's just a really small picture of how that thyroid functions in your body. We run about five additional tests on there for about $60 that really tell you how that thyroid functions, how you're converting to it, and how your body's utilizing it efficient. And, and I so, have personal experience with this one. So I want to share. Yeah. Yeah. As it stands, you know, I have hypothyroidism. I ultimately first self-diagnosed because I was returning from a fast and started to notice I was having a difficulty swallowing food. And so I'm like, well, I know this to be a symptom of a thyroid issue. So I had it checked. This had also come on the heels of actually having a Reiki session where the practitioner had stopped on my throat and said, there's something going on here. And I mm -hmm remained a little skeptical. I was like, whatever, I'm, I feel fine. Right. And I did, I still felt fine. So I learned that my T4 
T3, T4 were essentially way off kilter. Like I was in the basement of where I should be. And even my Western doctor had said to me, look, you know, if you don't take this seriously and, and get the right type of medication, then you could end up in a coma, which was perhaps just trying to shock me into actually yeah. following a medical protocol because I was resistant to taking a drug at mm-hmm. any rate. I managed that with a natural thyroid as opposed to a synthroid. Mm-hmm. And that works much better for me. If I'm mm-hmm. on a synthetic hormone, essentially it makes me wake up in the middle of the night with heart palpitations and feel really anxious and just doesn't work for me. So yeah. the problem there was that they were just looking at TSH. They weren't looking at free T3, free T4, and really overall understanding of how my hormones were performing. Mm-hmm. I then learned that to get the full panel that I should be getting on a routine basis, my insurance doesn't cover that. So I am now out of pocket, not $60, but $160 every time I have to get the test. And this is because those PPO HMO clinics, they tack on a premium to every test. And so Mm -hmm. unlike what you're doing when you're going Dutch with your office, I was Mm -hmm. footing the bill. We also see this though, through most medical offices and insurance programs, it's part of the reason that insurance becomes so expensive for people because they'll cover a part of it, but then they're marking everything up. So Mm -hmm. something as simple as an omega-3 basic index test that we're offering with Orlo, along with a subscription of our product, it retails for $50, Mm -hmm. but they don't charge you that. They charge you a hundred And then that makes your insurance rates go up because of what they're covering and what is not being covered. At any rate, it's the problem of the broken medical system that we live in. Oh, I could give you story after story about that. And some of the blood work we run, I mean, people are really surprised. And when we get doctors that ask for the blood work that we run, because, and they're like, what are half these tests? Like, what is this? What is this? And like, well, I remember back to med school when you had your blood work, (laughs) like you learned that stuff. And we've had a couple of clients who's like, well, I want to bill my insurance. We're like, well, we don't know if it's going to cover it or not. We can't guarantee that. We have no idea. And so they do it. And it's like five to $6,000 they were charged from the lab to their insurance. And we know from the, what we've done in, in negotiating prices with the labs themselves is it was about 400 bucks they would have paid out of pocket for that much blood work. It was right. crazy. And so again, then the insurance rates keep going up because yeah. of what their billing is and yeah. who makes the money. <laughs> oh, totally, 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 totally. It, yeah. it drives yeah. me crazy. So again, yeah. I, that's, that's, you know, why this, we, that's why we did at our clinic is just, we just do it as a pass through is you pay the lab directly. You pay our lab fee company to, to pay them directly. We don't see a dollar to that. I just want I want the results in front of me so I know how to work with you and I know what your body's doing. So that way we can get it corrected and not just keep playing this guesswork. Yeah. And this is the reason I wanted to stop on this point for a moment, because when you said that you just do a pass through, I'm like, this is not something that every office does. But Mm -hmm. if you're out there seeking a partner in your health, and you happen to find a functional medical practitioner like Dr. Jerry Bailey, who's local to you and able to work with you, or even not local to you and able to work with you over something like Zoom and Skype Mm -hmm. or whatever, then you have found someone who can truly advocate for your health and make informed decisions with you and help walk you through all of the challenges that you might be facing. So I think that's really valuable. I love hearing it. And we can get ourselves out of the horror story of trying to rely on a medical system that's somewhat broken to get the results that we need. So exactly, that's my soapbox for the day outside of the nutrition side. (laughs) Now, I would love to learn a little bit more about the ways in which you help people navigate through this fat syndrome. Again, that's polyhormonal. Adrenal testosterone. Adrenal testosterone (laughs) syndrome. (laughs) It's like anytime we find something or see something is we have to make acronyms for it to make it work or come up with it there. And that one worked great for it. Yeah. For me there, because it's exactly what goes on. It mimics, I mean, it's mimicking PCOS in women. It looks very similar on lab work for at symptom-wise in men. Now, of course, we're going to have a much larger testosterone level than women do in, in PCOS, but we'll actually have low testosterone and elevated estrogen in there. But it, the lab work looks very similar. There's actually been some studies on it. They didn't have it called fat syndrome. They called it PCOS in men. 
Um, and, they, and they looked at hair loss with it. They looked at men who were losing hair and they discovered through that lab work, like, hey, these men actually have very similar lab work to women with PCOS. So there's been a few studies with that too. And there was another great studies years ago that looked at, which was the membrane issue, that permeability in the membrane was uh, the gelding. If you type in gelding, like horses, the horses that male horses get castrated there, the gelding theory in men where this dysbiosis in the GI tract, certain bacteria would trigger leaky testes, causing a chemical or physiological castration in the men, decreasing testosterone spermatogenesis for them. So there is some research, again, it's pulling pieces in through there. Well, how do we help guys with this? Well, it's the lab work is key is knowing what sections you have the biggest issues with and then attacking those. And often those smaller fires start to decrease in their health there. Diet is number one. I'm not going to be able to out supplement or out medicate a bad diet. There's just no way that's going to happen. So we work on dietary. We go through a, a month long process with them of food elimination. We keep it slow and simple versus like take all of this out right now. We just go a step-by-step process for them. We take them then through a two-week detox, which is really easy to do. Often we hear the word detox and we go, oh my gosh, like I have to, I'm going to be not eating for two weeks. It's like, no, you're still eating mm-hmm. food and you're just doing some really good high quality protein shakes along with some detox supplements to get the liver and kidney to start functioning and cleaning out the body the way it should. And then introducing foods back in over the next two weeks. So over that first eight weeks of working with us, often the guys have lost anywhere from 10 to 40 pounds we've seen a good chunk of a lot of the issues they have are starting to decrease. And then we can really start attacking the other additional underlying issues. The low testosterone that they have, it can be multiple factors. I see a lot of men that come in that have been to the testosterone clinics that just go in, they have low T, they are on testosterone. They feel great for two to four weeks. And then the dose, they don't feel good anymore. Then they just keep upping the dose, upping the dose, they end up with even more health issues. So we really want to look at what's the smallest therapeutic dose we can do with anything to get the most benefit from. And we've discussed this on prior podcasts as well, though, because, you know, if you have the issue, the fat issue you're covering here, where testosterone starts to convert to estrogen, then Mm -hmm. you give them more and more testosterone and that testosterone is still converting to estrogen. Men can end up with moobs, the man boobs, right? And so, you know, reversing that can be challenging too, right? Yeah, I mean, definitely you, you'll see the breast enlargement in men. You'll see increased adiposity along the waistline and hips. You'll actually see increased neurological symptoms from it too. Estrogen is neuroprotective to a point in men. Once it starts climbing, it actually is inflammatory to the brain and the nervous system. So we start to see more depression, more anxiety, and definitely more brain fog, memory issues occurring in those guys with that elevated estrogen and moodiness. So let's talk about some of the potential root causes from that poor diet. So generally speaking, the standard American diet is high in processed foods. Processed foods in America include a lot of soy. Mm -hmm. They include a lot of seed oils. The seed oils are very high in omega-6s, which produce precursors to inflammatory prostaglandins that can then gunk up our systems, leukotrienes, cytokine storms, and we've heard about all of these things. So, mm-hmm. and an imbalance and really just frankly, not enough omega-3 mm-hmm. and specifically EPA and DHA. And mm-hmm. all of these fats are needed to create cholesterol and other hormones in our system that feed our overall health. Mm-hmm. So is part of this story, just getting their seed oils or the omega-6s to drop along with, let's say the arachidonic acid or other inflammatory fats are coming from the omega-6 side and also increasing omega-3s? Yeah, for sure. Because we know from literature, from research, from clinical findings, that that omega-6, as that elevates, then we see more rigidity within the cells. The cells mm-hmm. in the body become less soft, less supple in there. They don't transport things. They don't transport the information back and forth, nutrients back and forth within there. And so when we decrease those fats, decrease that inflammation, and bring in those omega-3s, if they've had, like you said, little or realistically, probably none in their diet for a very long time, those cells start, as they start to regenerate, become more soft and supple. They age better. They don't age as fast. They become healthier cells in the mitochondria themselves. Same thing, their membranes, which are little cells in our body that produce energy for us, they become more metabolically active and more soft and supple in doing their job. So that balance and getting out the seed oils, getting out that pro-inflammatory foods, not just the soy itself, which can be increasing estrogen in men and women, but the grains, 
the grains themselves in the diet that we're exposed to significantly with the pesticides and chemicals on those and the proteins in them create such inflammatory response in the body that that leads to it also. So getting those things out, balancing the system, getting a healthier omega-3 fatty acids in, in the body itself, fixing those ratios, they get better and better and healthier and healthier. Is this also an issue of simply not getting enough clean protein in the diet of these individuals because protein affects muscle and muscle affects testosterone? For sure. For sure. And the protein itself is if it's a grain fed, corn fed, that's again, high in in arachidonic acids and the pro-inflammatory fats within the body. We've done some great studies years and years ago when I did the master's in nutrition, we looked at one of the studies, several studies we looked at was looking at grass-fed beef versus conventional fed beef and looking Mm -hmm. at that in comparison to the fats in wild-caught salmon. Mm -hmm. Grass-fed beef, both started and finished with grass, was not too dissimilar to the omega-3 content of- See, uh, you're a man after my heart now. Yes, we can. (laughs) Of that, of those (laughs) omega-3, of the wild-caught salmon. So- we get wild caught meat. Now I live in Idaho, so we have hunters galore here. And so the wild caught is immensely part of their diets. That's what we love. Wild caught and organic grass fed is what we want to go to because it's healthier meat. So let's talk for a moment about why that is, because I think it could be a mystery to many people. They say, oh, well, what's really the difference? You have these animals that are fed corn and soy mostly, right? Versus Mm -hmm. those that are fed grasses. Well, Grasses isn't really an omega-3 source, right? That's not true. So alpha-linolenic acid, which is a terrestrial form of omega-3s that are present that land animals eat, the land animals consume in the form of grasses. and They might even eat flax and some other flowering vegetation. And ultimately, all of these produce a balance of different fats. They have omega-3s and omega-6s in them. Plant-based form has to be converted to EPA and DHA in the animal itself, if you're going to get the full benefit from that. But some of that work gets done because guess what? These rudiments, these animals that subsist on grasses alone, they are machines at extracting nutrition from grass. They mm-hmm. get out all of the protein that's in that grass. They become very large bodied animals just eating grasses, right? Mm-hmm. They get out the omega threes, they get out the omega sixes, that becomes part of their flesh. But what we've done in this culinary process in the United States and in all of the developed world by creating refined seed oils is we've actually removed omega-3s from those refined oils. And we've done that because it increases their shelf stability, how long they last on the shelf. That means that food can cost just a little bit less. And guess what? That's all subsidized. All of this (laughs) are subsidized so they can stay cheap And then you eat them because they're less expensive and all of the foods that you consume that are processed, they ultimately are present in just about everything from the salad dressings you consume to the food bars. So looking out for things like seed oils, and that could look like safflower oil, that could look like sunflower oil, that could look like corn oil, that could look like soybean oil, peanut oil, all of those are very, very, very high in omega-6s with almost no omega-3s. Exactly. (laughs) I <laughs> couldn't have said it better myself. It's it, my it second looking... soapbox for the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should change the podcast name to the soapbox. That would be great. I mean, wouldn't that be oh. a great podcast? <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe that'll be another one I host privately. But um, really, what it comes down to is that staying away from as many processed foods as possible while mm-hmm. going to whole foods that you cook in your kitchen and that you don't use a bunch of seed oils to make can mm-hmm. be gloriously health promoting and people notice a difference almost immediately. And so one of the things I also like to point out, because especially if they're fat and suffering from fat, like you've got too much body fat Mm -hmm. is that omega sixes stimulate your appetite and omega threes tend to quash your appetite. And so getting that balance right can mean you don't feel like you're starving and you don't overeat. So exactly. Inflammation. We have, we have our food is nutrient poor but calorically rich. And we've seen that with the farming practices is, is we have the biggest, the largest amount of bushel per acre that we can create. We've done that, but to the detriment of the plant itself and the food source itself. And so our foods are, are completely nutrient poor. Hence we have, when they get processed, we have enriched foods. You know, we put nutrients back into them, usually poor quality and we're starving. We're starving for nutrients. Our body runs. I always tell our, my clients is in chemistry, A plus B equals AB. Well, that plus sign is 
not just like calories for the fire, but it's the nutrients, it's the vitamins, it's the minerals, it's the things we have names for now and the phytonutrients that we have that all the scientists come up with these great names for. And then even things we don't even know for that are in there yet that are working in that process. So the better we can get a, a nutrient dense versus calorically dense food, more colorful. I always say eat the rainbow, but not Skittles in there. <laughs> eat the rainbow of colors because that's where we're going to get the nutrient dense, all those phytochemicals that are based in those colors that we need. that wouldn't even know names for you. That's going to make our body run better. And it is just changing the diet. We've seen people drop cholesterol levels 60 to 70 points just by changing the diet. We've seen the non-insulin dependent uh, diabetes reverse completely. They don't need medications. We've seen it with our diabetic patients that need insulin. They can go on less and less insulin down to very small amounts because they're eating really good foods instead of calorically and sugary dense foods. So let's talk about those individuals who might not be eating animal meats that are trending towards plant-based. What protein sources do you tend to suggest that they go to if they're not going to be willing to do that wild caught salmon or <laughs> hunted bison. I mean, <laughs> right, right, maybe right, not right. so much bison, but deer. Yeah. Deer, elk, moose, mm -hmm. bear within there. It's a lot of my patients that come in, my patients that come in that are vegan, vegetarian, often they're not true. You know, they're what I call, I call grainitarians. They rarely eat vegetables. They eat mostly grains and the sugars. Mm -hmm. And so as we work with them, it's getting them to, again, get on good vegetables, good meats with, or good vegetables, good fruits within there. Looking at the higher density vegetables of proteins, broccoli is a great source of protein for their, your, your beans, ideally through there. But we want to try to introduce really, you know, what are they willing to try? Can they do lacto-ovo? Can they do piscatarian? Will they do fish to start working in there to get that in? Because often they're so nutrient deprived that we're and their digestion is so poor, it's going to take a while for them to get any nutrients in. Hmm. So how long does it generally take for somebody who might have that leaky gut issue to really see results by making these shifts? Usually within the first 45 to 60 days, they're yeah. going to notice a change. Yeah. Once we find it, discover it, if there's any infections or anything going on, they notice within that first six weeks, 12 weeks, dramatic changes in their digestion, in their bloating, in their discomfort, and their overall health in there too. We often tag with them because we know they're not absorbing really well as we do IV therapies with them to make sure we're getting nutrients in. So they start to feel good a little bit, helps the body heal a little bit quicker that way versus trying to rely on a faulty digestive system and absorption system there too. Yeah. Well, as part of my personal story, I used to consume a lot of fish. And I have made the decision to walk away from consuming fish unless I catch it myself or I know really where, right where it's coming from. And this mm -hmm. has meant that I've been doing my own little test on my body. So for the past roughly five and a half months, I haven't consumed fish. I have instead been working to get more proteins from things like protein powders. I've tried quinoa and I tend to mix it up a lot. So I'm going through different vegetable sources or vegetarian sources of protein powders to augment my protein because I'm finding it troubling to get enough from just eating things like beans. And I'm allergic to broccoli, so I can't eat broccoli. Mm. But there's some other crucifers that I do eat on a routine basis, just really trying to keep myself up at hundred grams or more of protein a day. I also lift weight. So I want to be able to perform in that way. You know, that's part of my fitness journey is I like to lift heavy and, you yeah. know, you need to be able to perform when you do that. So yeah. getting enough protein has been a little hard, but I also wanted to be sure that I was managing my omega-3 levels. And so mm -hmm. I've been basically doing my own little test and I took one of our, we're doing this campaign now with Orlo Nutrition where we have a tested by you campaign. And ultimately you can check your baseline of omega-3s. I considered my new baseline, okay, this is my without consumption of fish baseline. Mm -hmm. I've only been supplementing with Orlo's active omega-3s in the polar lipid form for the last five, six months for my EPA and DHA source. And what I was surprised to see, and I shouldn't be surprised, right? But most vegetarians and vegans, they come up around three and a half or 4% on the omega-3 index, which is really dismal. And it's mm -hmm. on the low end, and it's ultimately something that would be concerning for anyone who knows much about it. So I was hoping to be close to that 8% taking just two soft gels a day. What 
it would turn out to be is that I tested at 6.37, which is pretty much in the middle mm. of between not great and pretty good, right? If I can get up mm -hmm. to 8%. And so I've made the choice to now increase my dosage to three soft gels a day, which mm -hmm. is going to help me. And then I'll test again in a few months and see where I land. Shooting for that 8%, because we see, for instance, as Dr. Bill Harris shared when he came on this show, that when you get to 8%, 8 to 12% is like the sweet spot on the omega-3 index, that all cause mortality just drops. And to me, that sounds pretty good. Right? Yeah. I've wanted to stay there my whole life. And that's why I've spent 20 years in the omega-3 industry. So there's the protein side of things when you're going plant-based, but you also need to pay attention to micronutrients like omega-3. And I'd love to just open the door and hear from you what other insufficiencies that you see in your practice that you really try to tackle. And perhaps that comes from a supplement base as well. Yeah. Add a different grain on there that a lot of people don't know about Fonio. F-O-N-I-O. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a really good one. It's the African grain. It's, it's a, has a pretty high protein content for us. So that's one to check out for yourself in there. It's like often we get so much in our head. It's like we forget certain things. And then when, when you said quinoa, I was like, oh yeah, grains, duh. Because we're often like, don't have grains, but quinoa. And then Fonio is another good one that you can add in also through there. Fonio. Yeah. I've never heard of it. Where do you find Fonio? You can actually go online and get it. Amazon has it. There's several different companies you can order it through. Check your natural grocery store. They probably have or can get it for you also. Okay. What does it taste like? Fonio. Just like any other grain. It's just kind of a, not earthy, but a woody earthy taste, almost like quinoa. Hmm. Interesting. I will have to go source that out, perhaps even include a recipe with this podcast of how you can use Fonio because I'd never heard of it before today. So I'll commit to doing a bit of research and including a recipe in today's episode. All right, there you go. There you go. Speaking of, I actually have a favorite quinoa recipe. It's very mm. simple. And all it contains is lime juice, olive oil, dried cranberries, mm. and salt and pepper. And it's delicious. Perfect. So Perfect. Um, Perfect. I've usually thrown in a bit of mustard too, but you know, you just mm -hmm. whisk it together because essentially you can mix quinoa once it's cooked with a whisk with all those ingredients mm -hmm. and it's just delicious. So I wonder if I could try the same thing with Fonio. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Very sure. Very sure. Now you'd asked a question and I sidebarred it. So let's come back to that question. You remember what it was offhand? Yeah. Micronutrients. What key micronutrients people are deficient in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, CoQ10 is actually a huge one people are deficient in. And that's one of the few that we recommend supplementation wise. Vitamin D, your omega fatty acids through those are kind of a big three. B vitamins. And again, we need to know your methylation status, ideally, if you can do methylated or not. We've had people who shouldn't be able to do methylated vitamins, but can. We have people who should be able to do them and can't do them. So even though we might see the genetic markers there for it, it just depends how you respond there. But B vitamins are a big one because of the stress in our lives and the stress we're exposed to, the environmental toxins we're supposed to. B, B vitamins get driven out of the system pretty darn rapidly. So you want to make sure you get a good multi-B within there, B12, particularly if you're vegetarian or vegan, making sure you're getting that in there. And you may have to do, if your digestion is poor and you're not able to absorb B12, injections may be the way you have to go. And that's totally fine. Try not to use cyanocobalamin, get a methylated hydroxy or a denseal form of the B12 to make sure that it gets utilized really rapidly for your system without causing any side effects from there. Those are kind of the big ones that we see deficiencies in people. Vitamin C is another one too. It's kind of interesting that you get taught in nutrition classes, look for scurvy and rickets and all these things that we don't really see anymore because of the overtness of those foods are so fortified with nutrients. Now you don't see the overtness, but we see the long-term effects of low-grade consumption of those. You don't see rickets, but you see osteoporosis, so the vitamin D. You'll see uh, issues with stress and de degradation of the body, and that's vitamin C itself too. So we want to make sure we're getting good nutrients in ideally food sources, but if you can't, then getting good supplementation is really, really key. So I want to ask a clarifying question about the methylation status. Mm -hmm. So what you're referring to there is whether they have an insufficiency in the MTHFR genome, is that correct? Or yes. some inborn issue? Yes. And how might people test for that? Like, for instance, I took a 23andMe test. Mm -hmm. 
just because I wanted to find out how much Neanderthal I had. And, you know, I'd already taken Ancestry, but when I took the 23andMe test, they came back and told me some other interesting things about my genome. One that I didn't want to know was that I actually have one representation of ApoE4. And the reason that's scary is because ApoE4 and representation thereof, especially if you have two markers for it, mm-hmm. is a predisposition for things like Alzheimer's and dementia. My mm-hmm. grandmother, she suffered from those things, developed cerebral palsy, at the, cerebral palsy. Like I can't even say it. It's so emotional mm-hmm. for me. And the tail end of her life, in addition to having Alzheimer's. And so I know, for instance, that people like me, which is about 15% of the population, are less likely to absorb omega-3s from triglyceride or other plant sources. So fish oil mm-hmm. won't work as well for me as a mm-hmm. polar lipid. And mm-hmm. that's 15 to 18% of the population. That's what, what, what <laughs> that's a huge amount, one in eight, something like yeah. that. So we need to be careful about these things. We need to have some knowledge. But I went digging into the 23andMe Ancestry test to see if they actually had information on MTHFR. And it seems like it's not decoded yet. So I have all the results, but I have no idea what it means. Oh, okay. Yeah. Genetic testing is really the key. You can do blood work itself through your primary care or any functional medicine office can do simple blood work to look for your, your two statuses on those. Again, same thing, 15 to 20% of the population may have MTHFR duality. They have both genes and the rest have less mm-hmm. effects. So it can vary. And from there, you can kind of see if you have both, you probably have an 80 to 90% deficiency rate of methylation there and not being able to use methylated forms of it. So if you have less gene, you know, one gene or two gene, as you go down, it becomes less effective in the system. Mm-hmm. But it's then you look at the epigenetics. How does it present within there? You mentioned the APOE4. I'm a 3-4, so I can't have high levels of saturated fat. I have to have super low levels of saturated fat, or I increase my risk factors for Alzheimer's, dementias, early onset of aging, all those issues, cardiovascular issues in there too. Again, same thing. Genetic testing can tell us this, or epigenetic testing can tell us this information. And then I also have a certification in epigenetics. I'm an epigenetic coach. So we do coaching on these with the genetic testing to know how do we look long-term for somebody's health right there. When the coconut oil craze was there, we jumped on board that too, because it's like, well, yeah, it's a good saturated fat. Well, after testing our genetics and after being on it for a year, I didn't feel very good. I was like, man, I am more fatigued than I have been in a long time. We did the testing. I'm a 3-4. My wife and I joke is like she was just trying to kill me for the insurance money earlier than we knew for that because of it being a three, because of me being 3-4. Yeah. So personally, I actually don't know my three status, but I'm going to check now. I will say that when I eat a diet that's high in saturated fat, my hands start to just be, Mm -hmm. I don't know, like inflamed, right? Yeah. Like just clenching your fist and unclenching is like, there's some soreness there. And so when I tried, for instance, the whole 30 style diet, just to see what that was like, it ended up being fairly high in saturated fat. And while I lost a little bit of weight around my waistline, Within about two weeks, I just felt stiff. Yeah. And so I imagine I may have a three in there too. Yeah, it is. It's a one, two, three, four. So if you have a four, or is your other number a one, two, three, or is it a four? So four, four is the worst, three, four is the sec, two on down within there. And just that percentage of population, we see it. And we've actually seen a lot of our clients have a four status there, either a two, four, or three, four, or even a four, four. So we had to get them off. They were just, they were on the coconut oils too. We're like, nope, we got to get you off because it's just setting you up for issues coming forward. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't do a lot of cooking with oil. I did interview Dr. Joel Furman on this podcast earlier, and he just tries to get people off of all, all processed oil, like even olive oil. And he says, look, you can cook by poaching. You can cook by steaming. You can cook by baking. You can cook in all of these other ways. You don't have to use additional Mm -hmm. oil. And you can do things like take seeds and pistachios and puree them and make phenomenal dressings that include fats that are from these nuts that you would otherwise consume too, and include things like orange and lemon and vinegar as the assets in there, assets Mm -hmm. that kind of give it some more liquid body, so to speak. And then you've got delicious salad dressings that you didn't buy off the shelf that weren't full of canola oil and other omega-6s. Exactly. I think too often we forget that a lot of the foods we consume come with plenty of fat in them. 
But the one exception, the one thing that's really, really hard to get, if you're not eating a lot of fish and if you're not eating wild hunted animals is the omega-3s. So yes. I'll just go back to that for a moment. Like, yeah, very Get important. enough EPA, right. DHA. Check your there levels. You perfect. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> exactly. If you test, not guess, that's what it comes down to in everything. And I know it's, it's almost cliche in the functional medicine world of that, but it's so true. If we don't test, we don't know. I mean, I've been doing this 23 years now. And the first 10 years in practice turned to 12 years in practice is we had like one or two tests we could use on different things. And that was it. Uh, it was that in blood work. And since then, really in the last 15 years, it's exploded the number of tests that we have available for checking for different things. But it's always trying to find what are a couple key tests that we can run to really figure out what's going on for somebody and to yeah. kind of cast that wide net to hit everything and then get more specific if we have to. Well, it's a nutrigenomics approach to medicine, right? This is biohacking essentially, but it's yeah. figuring out what your individual genetics look like so that you know how you're going to respond to treatment. So it's getting into this space of personalized nutrition, of understanding the foods that help you thrive, of learning to listen to your body when you have something erupt, like, hey, my hands are achy. Why is that happening? Right. That yeah. shift didn't work for me, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we always try to say it too of it's it's personalized performance medicine. It Love is, it. It's based on you and how do we make you perform in life the best possible and where do you want to go? Some people just want to feel better and drop a few pounds and just be able to do stuff. Some people want to do Ironman. I've done Ironman. You know, people want to do different things and it's always, what is your goals and how can we work with you to get them attained? Awesome. Now, before we wrap, I want to remind everyone that Orla Nutrition is doing a tested by you program. So anybody listening to this show, you can go to orlonutrition.com. You can get two omega-3 index test kits along with your subscription of omega-3 DHA or prenatal DHA, depending on which phase you want to go for. I personally take our DHA because DHA makes up half the fat in your brain and eyes. And I have this predisposition for Alzheimer's and other neurocognitive issues. So I'm like, give me more DHA. I'm going to take mm -hmm. that, right? So I personally am taking that one. It gives me 350 milligrams of EPA and DHA plus a day in the polar lipid form. So its absorption is better. It gets into my cells, doesn't repeat on me. No fishy taste or aftertaste. No fish. It's from algae, right? So the cool thing is that we're not only giving you the baseline test, but after your fourth month, you actually get a second test. It comes with your fifth and sixth month subscription so that you test your baseline and you test after four months. So much like I'm running the experiment personally by now upping my soft gels daily to three because I'm not consuming fish and I'm not consuming wild hunted bison or reindeer or any of that other stuff that would really give me a direct source of EPA and DHA, I'm relying on the algae omega-3s from Orlo Nutrition, these active omega-3s in the polar lipid form. And I'm consuming a lot of walnuts. I'm not consuming a lot of omega-6s. I add walnuts to my smoothies as a great terrestrial source of omega-3s, but it's a precursor to EPA and DHA. So I'm doing these things to kind of shift and ensure I'm getting more omega-3 and not so much omega-6 at the same time to hopefully drive up my body's ability to integrate EPA and DHA, synthesize EPA and DHA, even from these terrestrial sources like flax oil, like walnuts, like chia seeds, and ultimately get me to that 8% from the six and a half where I presently sit. So- that's Perfect. my goal. Join me on the journey. And Dr. Jerry Bailey, I'd love to include you in this. So you want to give it a shot? Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I know it's one thing I, I like fish, but sometimes I'm like, and I've had a lot of fish in the last 30 years. And so it's like, same thing, like, whew, if I eat some more fish, I'm going to go crazy, but I'm going to jump on board. And the audience, you'd be crazy not to do this. I mean, again, testing, taking, proving it's working for you. That's key. Does your practitioner do that? Like, here's the testing, here's post-testing. This is a great opportunity. You'd be crazy not to do it. Yeah, I, that's how I feel. I mean, it's a $100 additional value. They already get 15% off on the subscription, but listeners to this show can actually use the coupon code TESTNWC for Nutrition Without Compromise. So TESTNWC, you'll get a bonus discount at checkout specifically of the Tested By You campaign. So I'll include links with show notes. Wow. Well, that was the last soapbox of the day for me. So... <laughs> I just want to say how much I've appreciated this conversation today, Dr. Jerry Bailey. I love what you do. I love your approach. I love that you're not amplifying the cost for your patients of the testing to help them hack their health. 
So really just want to say a tip of the hat to you for that. And I want to offer you a point here. I know you have your website for your practice and also drjerrybailey.com. Which do you prefer that they go to to find out more? Either or. Either or is fine. If they want to work, if they decide they want to talk and maybe work with me, they can go to my business website, likesheidalistic.com. If they want to keep more in touch of all the stuff I'm doing outside of practice and all the articles and news things and everything, as you quoted there, that I'm in and continue to do, then it's drjerrybailey.com. So either of those, you'll have great content and great exposure and great learning from. Fantastic. Well, I will include links to both with show notes. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. With show notes, I'll include the many ways you can find out more about Dr. Jerry Bailey and his practice, Lakeside Holistic. Visit orlonutrition.com for our complete blog, including features that you won't find anywhere else. And remember, if you're trying to jumpstart your health and you've never taken omega-3s, or even if you have, there's no time like the present to start taking more and to get started tracking your health. You can jump right over to orlonutrition.com and buy that Tested by You subscription. You'll get an omega-3 index test kit with your first shipment so you can get your baseline results. Then you'll get your second kit with your third shipment. This will mean you get a snapshot of your before and after. Not only is it $100 additional value to you, you'll feel better taking these omegas. And just as a reminder, this is a third-party test. It's not us that's performing it. It's done by Omega Quant. And if you want to learn more about Omega Quant and all of the research that they've done, I did interview Dr. Bill Harris on this show just a few weeks back. You can go and find that episode. He's the creator of the Omega-3 Index and the president and co-founder of Omega Quant. Again, use that test code, TESTNWC at checkout, and you'll receive a bonus discount on your order. If you have questions about what we cover today, topics that you'd like to see us cover more deeply, or any discussion points, you can always reach out via social channels at Orlo Nutrition, or send me an email note directly to hello at orlonutrition.com. As we close today's show, I hope that you'll raise a cup of your favorite beverage with me as I say my closing words. Here's to your health. Thanks for listening to Nutrition Without Compromise. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to learn more, visit orlonutrition.com and join our mailing list. You'll gain access to complete show notes, features, and informative blogs because nutrition shouldn't be an either or. 